You know, in the scriptures, there's a story told of Buddha, a lot of you know it, you know, where in one of the sutras, he, he actually killed somebody. And to save the lives of hundreds of other people, he killed somebody. He had clairvoyance, so he could see this person whom he killed was about to kill all these other hundreds. And so he killed that person himself. And that action of killing was not negative at all. Not in the slightest bit negative. Even though we say normally, naturally negative, it wasn't negative, it was positive. Why was it positive? Because he stopped that person from creating the karma of killing, and he also stopped all those other people from being killed. And he did it knowing that if he didn't do it, there would be huge suffering for all those hundreds of people. How wonderful if our presidents and prime ministers had this clairvoyance. <laughs> they act as if they do, but they don't. <laughs> anyway, this is, this is killing, you know. So here's, a, here's another one. To chatter meaninglessly. Did you do any of that just now, just now in the coffee break? There'll be time for questions later, Claire. Yeah. Just remember that one. To chatter meaninglessly during the coffee break. <laughs> in order to prevent someone from doing something worthwhile is more negative than to chatter meaninglessly because we're at a party and everyone else is doing the same. Again, we're thinking, how does that work? Well, again, it's about the condition, isn't it? It's the intention. You're at a party, everyone's chattering meaninglessly. What do you do? I've tried this. You do, I'm not going to chatter meaninglessly. I'm going to talk about meaningful subjects. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear you. The only way you can communicate is by talking rubbish. <laughs> so that's less negative than finding somebody who's involved in a really important job, you know, like a surgeon who's just about to cut out a cancer from someone's brain. Oh, uh, have you heard about what happened to Prince? You know. <laughs> the surgeon's going like, well, what's going on? I'm trying to save this person's life, you know. So, so, so. You can see the second case is more negative, isn't it? Chattering meaninglessly. So then there's the method. How do we do what we do? How do we? Do the severity depends upon the degree of harm that our chosen method inflicts. That doesn't take much imagination here. So, for example, killing an animal swiftly is less destructive than killing sadistically by applying slow and painful torture. Understand? So your method is to kill quickly. So that's less harmful for that poor creature, isn't it? Than to kill it over a few days, slowly, cutting it a bit off and cutting another bit off and like that. Understand? So the method. <laughs> it's horrible what our minds can do, isn't it? Our minds can do this. Yeah? The object, so any non-virtuous action is more powerful if our object is an object of refuge. <clears throat> that means Buddha, Dharma, Sangha, if we commit a negative action towards them. Or anybody who's been especially kind to us, such as our mother and father. <clears throat> so again, I think, well, why is it that it's more negative if I do it towards my mother rather than towards my dog? Although your dog, your mother as well. Is because your mother has been incredibly kind to you, isn't it? So you can see there's some, there's some relationship there, isn't it? Some sort of degree of negativity accumulating because of this. 
Then I like these last two, how often the action is committed. So the more often we perform a non-virtuous action, the more powerful it becomes. All addicts watch out. You know this. We know this, don't we? The more often we perform a non-virtuous action, the more powerful it becomes. For example, idle chatter is not by nature a very severe negative action. But if we indulge in it compulsively and repeatedly at every available opportunity, hint, hint, smartphone, it becomes much more non-virtuous and brings much heavier results. Have you noticed what you can find on the internet now? Yeah? It's endless, I don't know, sewage. It's just pouring out. That's constant nonsense, isn't it? If you're not careful, <laughs> you go, I'm going to read the news, and they say, oh, that's interesting. Click. Is that idle chatter? Reading nonsense, you know, looking at nonsense for hours on end. This <laughs> is what a lot of people do, isn't it? In itself, you know, just looking at, I don't know, I don't know, some problem with um, the shape of your body. And this is a popular thing, isn't it? People's body shapes or whatever. <laughs> looking at, oh, yeah, they've got an interesting body shape. They've got an interesting body shape. And it just goes on and on and on, doesn't it? But what does it mean, this? Not any meaning, does it? It's not taking the meaning of our precious human life. It's just wasting our time. And then finally, the application or the non-application of an opponent. So the power of our negative action is reduced when we perform virtuous actions as well. (sighs) That's good. That's good to know. But if we perform only negative actions, they will have a more severe effect. Obviously, if all you do is negative stuff, then all those actions are more, they've got more power. If you do some good stuff as well, then they've got less power. There's sort of a balance, isn't there? Everybody agrees with that. So here's an example of putting all these six factors together. I'm not sure, please get ready. This is a little bit warning, you know. Some viewers may find the following rather offensive. One of them. <laughs> I don't know what they put up anymore. <laughs> it's quite painful to listen to this, but it, this is what we can do, what people can do. The most severe type of evil deed will be for somebody to kill their mother in a fit of blind rage. Okay, so that's the object and the intention. Using a poison that inflicts slow and agonizing death. That's a method. And for the killer to be someone who commits such sadistic murders compulsively. That's how often the action is committed, without ever regretting them or having the slightest good impulse. Okay? (laughs) It's like, you know, you go think of people like Hitler or someone, don't you? Goebbels, you know, these kind of monsters of the Second World War, for example, for me anyway. Someone who kills their mother in a fit of blind rage using a poison that inflicts slow and agonizing death for the killer to be someone who commits such sadistic murders compulsively without ever regretting them or having the slightest good impulse. Hmm? So we normally say a person like that is insane. And when they come to trial, they usually, the prosecution, uh, sorry, the defense will plead insanity, won't they? They say this person is insane. They're out of touch with reality. What do you think? Do you think they're out of touch with reality or not? Yeah, of course they're out of touch with reality, aren't they? 
But what about someone who just kills someone? You make me sick, bang. Is it is it right for, anyway, maybe I'm going too far into justice or something, but for me, that person is also insane. The one who just gets angry and goes bang. Insane just means out of touch with reality. Your mind's dirty, your mind's unclean. It's got delusions functioning and you're creating negative actions. So for me, this legal definition of sanity and insanity doesn't do anything really, but I'm sure you'll debate with me about it. But insanity is just being out of touch with the truth. And on one level, you can say we're all out of touch with the truth, can't you? That's why we commit negative actions in the first place. The truth is negative actions give us suffering, but somehow we continue to compulsively commit them. (laughs) Like perversely, it looks like we want to suffer. Isn't it? We're contradicting ourselves all the time. I want to be happy, but I'm doing all this stuff that's making me suffer. 